Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Hey, hey, hello, and good question, sir. We were just talking about um, unusual orchestral compositions, because we're very cultured, <laughs> and I wanted to segue into the podcast to raise the issue, Nick, of... Um, uh-huh. I was at a quiz night a couple of weeks ago. <gasps> Why? Uh, for, f- for fun and fundraising. Wait, is uh, this not the issue? No. Oh, okay. Um, but there, one of the questions was about a composition that is taking place in um, a church in Germany. Yeah. Uh, which is expected... It, it, it began in 2000. Oh, this is the one that's expected to end in, like, 2700. Oh, so you're familiar. Something. Yeah, it's yes. the one that's played on the organ. I don't actually know anything about how it's played, uh, but it, go on. It's, it's something like someone has to sit there and just play this note... Because the way that they wrote out the music, mm. one note takes a hundred years or something. To <laughs> yeah, actually, right. Something like that, yeah. I assumed it would have been like, you know, once a day at the, at the allocated hour, you play the next note <laughs> or something like that. There's some insane... God, that's thing. a good yeah. gig if you just, you know, you, you spend <laughs> 20 years honing your craft as an organist. And then it's like, yep, for the next... Uh, Six for the, years. For the duration of your career, you can just... Play this same note for the rest of your life. But it's something weird, like, I don't know if there's been... Good gig if you can get it. Yeah, I don't know if there's been intermissions or interruptions, but they continue with the performance anyway. Mm. Something like that? Like, they've had to pause because of earthquakes or something, maybe? Oh, okay. But they're like, no, we're not going back to the start. Fair enough. maybe did. (laughs) Um, And the other thing I wanted to bring up from this quiz night is they had a... You know how they have, like, the table games there, just... As your friend's getting set up or between rounds, like yeah, yeah, yeah. have a, a worksheet, essentially. A little guess, this silhouette. Yeah. So one of, of them thing. that we had was a uh, bunch of pictures of fictional dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I couldn't get one of them. I knew it was from Skyrim, but I couldn't remember the name of the Skyrim dragon. Oh, Parthenax. It was Parthenax. Uh, I thought it was the other one from Skyrim, uh, Alduin or something like that. Wait, there's a second dragon? There's like the good one and the evil one. What? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, so point, of, point being... Uh-huh. Um, Oh, my mum's texting me. Leave me alone, mum. I'm recording a podcast <laughs> about dragons and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We'll get to that. Bear with me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I looked... After the game had concluded, I wasn't cheating. Um, sure. I looked up the name of this dragon I couldn't remember because it was bugging me. Yeah. And I found... I happened to find... Uh, uh, the the weirdest specific wiki I've ever found, okay. uh, which was not the villains wiki, which I thought I might have been accidentally clicking into. It wasn't the Skyrim wiki. Yeah, it was the the pure evil wiki, so that, okay, which is so, a, a listing of characters that are pure evil. So when you say pure evil, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Well, I've pulled up the Dio Brando page Ooh. on the pure evil wiki. Okay, see, I've got a plan here. <laughs> you can thread this needle. Uh, so here are some highlights from the Dio Brando page of Pure Evil Wiki. Pure Evil. Uh, so first, just that little sidebar with various biographical details that we know and love from uh-huh. wikis. Uh, full name, Dio Brando. Alias, Dio. Lord Dio by his subordinates. Evil Incarnate by Joseph Joestar. Ooh. Punk Band Reject by Wilson Phillips. These aren't aliases. These are... <laughs> These are at best guesses. Descriptors. <laughs> Uh, Origin Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Allies, Various Vampires, His Zombie Army, Wang Chun, Jack the Ripper, <laughs> Bruford, Tarkus, Noriaki Kakuin, Jean-Pierre uh, Polnareff, Grey Fly, etc. You know, all of his minions from Literally Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yep, yep, yep. Powers and Skills. High intellect. Ooh. Expertise in psychology. That's a skill. Manipulation. Extensive knowledge of law. That's a... Like, as in L-A-W? Yeah, he was a law student, if you remember. I did not. Such a minor point. (laughs) Charisma, deception, endless craving for knowledge. (laughs) Hand-to-hand combat prowess. Knifesman's shit. What? That's knifes, N-I-F-E-S. Yep. M-A-N-S-S-H-I-P. Knifesman's ship. Knifesman's ship. Okay. Welcome to the Knifesman's ship. 
The six strongest knifesmans from around the world have been gathered here to fight for your viewing pleasure. Everyone gets a close-up of each other's face being mm-hmm. all like, I'll have to fight that one. It's a real barky thing. Oh, he looks so strong and sharp like his knives. And then, then, then it transitions into his powers as a vampire. Okay. Uh, which... I, was, I was hoping we could riff on that knifesmanship. But <laughs> I, I feel guess like not. that's all we were getting out of that. <laughs> uh, you know, superhuman, it's, it's everything. Uh, shooting high-pressured liquid from his eyes. Cryokinesis, <laughs> hypnosis, necromancy, teleportation, converting victims into... It just it's it's just going on. Yeah. Anyway, goals achieve world domination. That seems about right. Reach heaven. Mm. Annihilate the Joestar bloodline. Mm. Parentheses all failed. <laughs> Moral event horizon. And there's just a list of Dio's greatest hits here. Moral... Sexually assaulting Arena, despite Jonathan. Oh. No context on who Arena is in this wiki. And it's all just part of a list. Killing Danny. Killing his adoptive father George. Draining the blood of hundreds. Forcing a vampire to devour her infant child. Brainwashing Kakuin and Polnareff. Like, these are all well beyond his moral event horizon. Okay, but when it says moral event horizon, what? What does that mean? What like, does that even When mean? they've crossed the threshold to pure evil, I guess? I guess, yeah, okay. Kill count, hundreds. Countless, indirectly. <laughs> How many has he killed? Oh, there's no way of knowing. So then it goes through, you know, standard wiki page. There's some quotes, uh, description of who he is, what he's from, uh, who voiced him. Uh, then it comes down to my favourite segment that seems to be on every page in this wiki. Mm-hmm. What makes him pure evil? <laughs> <laughs> in general, while he seemingly has a tragic backstory, being born in the slums of the UK. Ooh, bad start. Ooh, bad start. <laughs> Having a deceased mother, an alcoholic and abusive father, it does not justify his actions as he chooses to renounce his goodness even after getting a better life from the Joestar family. And Speedwagon, who had a similar life, calls him out on how evil he still is. Like, what are we doing here? But, okay, so what what really gets me about this wiki is that it's not the villain's wiki which already exists. Yeah, that's the other thing. Right? So the other thing is um for that the page of that dragon when it in the bio section hmm. the bio section just said uh too extensive to list here. Please see his entry on the villain's wiki. What the... <laughs> so I just looked back to that. What? What is this wiki? Is there like an about page for the wiki? I'm not going to find out. <sighs> anyway, so that was just a fun little thing about how needlessly specific the internet has gotten. <laughs> Uh, this is, of course, JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> recap and discussion podcast, where today we are talking about episode 15 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean, entitled Ultra Security House Unit. Mm. It covers chapters 652 through 654 of the Stone Ocean manga. Sorry, that's, of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga. That's not very many. That's the usual amount. And we have this exchange every episode. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Nick. Yes. Your thoughts on this episode. Uh, it's whack. It's a weird one, and I'm fully on board with it. So what happens? A brief overview of this episode. Jolene spends the whole episode sitting in a dark cell. Foo Fighters. No, she sits in a dark cell and then gets out of the dark cell. Forcibly. I don't know if she actually leaves during this episode. We see everyone else leave theirs. She's like, left. Yeah. Um. She's checked out. Foo Fighters stares at a guy while... Uh, while Emporio monologues about how this guy's no good, he's bad news, oh. uh, and the guy's like, I'll help. Yeah, I'll, I'll look, we're gonna, <laughs> you know. And some... Uh, big boys getting a big fight. Yep, more on that later. So it's cooked. Any more it's, specific observations, Nick? Um, it's just, it's just strange. Like, the whole episode is just weird, and I'm like, yes, this is why I anime. This is why we anime. You know, like, you don't want your anime to be your standard fare of, ah, oh, but I just felt feelings and it makes me sad. You know, when a lot of anime just boils down to that same kind of, but this is what I'm feeling. But you need to understand that logically, this is what I need to think. And thus my emotions are validated. That's powering me up to do my next big attack. This is just like... Oh, you mean every episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? No, because JoJo's <laughs> is like, I hate you. I'm going to fuck you up. Like, but but to fuck you up, I need to solve this jigsaw puzzle in reverse. Yes. And, and it's just weird, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's so just, it's snappy, 
but it's bonkers. It's interesting in this episode, Jolene really occupies the same role as the viewer for a good segment of it, where she's just watching some fucked up shit happening and being like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Are these guys enemies? And it's like, why are they like smiling and shining so much? And then she gets blood splatter. She's like, mm, now well, I understand. I'm just kind of in shock. All right, let's get into it. All right. We open. We do open. And we all appreciate that. A Netflix anime series. It's the church. That is to say, the the chapel in the prison. Yep. And Sportsmax, a dead man, but he's not dead in this flashback, (gasps) is talking to Father Pucci. Ah. A a man of God who is not of any... uh, Inclination towards death. I was going to say any any, uh, typical religious denomination. (laughs) Is he not a Christian guy? I mean, I think he's ostensibly is, but he's pretty, pretty totally devoted his life to Dio. Yeah, he's only devoted his life to God, Dio. And you remember there was all those sequences in the uh, previous batch of episodes where he would like just go on these long parables about like things that were pretty contradictory to uh, traditional Christian dogma. Speaking of which, he starts talking now about how there's a finite number of souls allowed on Earth. Yeah, the, uh, the explanation is... the more is... humans there are, there'll be less animals because there's only so many souls to go round. We've reached peak soul. No, it's... No, he explains it like in the same way that the Earth is 30% land and 70% water. Yep. Which is a weird analogy, <laughs> but... Yeah, he never returns to that. No. The earth is 30% land and 70% water. There's only so many souls. Yeah, so there's only so many souls that can occupy the planet, basically. But what if, what if you could have dozens of souls? You would stop dozens of children being born. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. The number of souls constantly remains fixed. Now... Let's suppose there's a way for one human to possess dozens, no hundreds of thousands of souls. What will this human see? Does that mean? Sportsmax says, I couldn't even begin to guess. An interesting thought, though. Mm. From me, Sportsmax, an intellectual. (laughs) And then they move on. They never (laughs) reach any coherent point. I'm just curious, is this actually a relevant thing that should be... Yeah, compsy compsa. Incredible. Okay, (laughs) it's classic JoJo's. Yeah. So then. So just... anyway, about this bone that I got. Yeah. So basically, at this point, they're like, "Okay, so the bone is the last remaining bone of a friend that I had that I want you to like." And that friend's name is stares directly at camera. Dio. <gasps> you might know him from his entry on the Pure Evil Wiki. <laughs> so he wants him to bring him back or resurrect him. Yeah, that makes sense. But then Sportsmax is like, "Don't you get it?" It's already been done. Well, first he starts like, I don't know, it's only one bone. I don't even know if I could do it. But yes, then he's like, yes, he's already alive. <laughs> and then they're like, I don't Where's... know, the Japanese uh, inversion of the... Uh... my one Yeah, I don't know how to say that, but you're already alive. I, don't, I just don't... I don't speak the language. And it's rude of you, listener, to expect me to. It would be something like, Omaiwa more living deru or something. I mean, I don't even know enough about the grammar to... Back up if that's correct. Hey, I don't know if it's right, but I'm giving it a red hot go. And that's what language is <laughs> all about. That's what learning languages is about. If you go to uh, Japan and you're like, hey, I can't speak Japanese, but I'm going to give it a red it's hot go. It's an interesting go. thing you hear. I haven't heard about this since I was like more involved in anime communities. Mm. So like back when I was in high school, or early university. Uh, but, uh, you know, people who learnt Japanese predominantly from anime and manga going to Japan and like running afoul of so many social situations because they've learned how to say coherent sentences, yeah. but they don't understand about the different forms of politeness and things mm. like that. And someone will have been like, I'm going to do all the subs for this anime. Look how precisely I can translate it. And then you read it and they're like, don't you get it? It has to be violent all the time. Everything has drama in it. Oh, you're of course, uh, mm. you know, the same phenomenon as in that, what is it? Pros? Yeah, ProZD. Yep. The um, dub versus sub. Sasuke, you're my friend and I love you and I'm bringing you back versus the dub. Sasuke, you bastard. You're my friend and I fucking love you. <laughs> exactly. That's what I imagine most people that watch anime sound like when they say anything in Japanese. It's what we sound like. And we're talking English. It's true. Or are we? Mm, Wise. Anyway, so the bone's gone. The bone's gone and there's a big bloody hole in In, um, uh, both Poochie and Whitesnake's hands where it were. And he's like, what's going on? That bone bone got away real quick. He's just like, where's the bone? I guess it turned into an invisible corpse after all. What? 
We'll track it down. Just the bone, notes. like, spinning like a Tengentoppa Gurren Lagann drill going straight <laughs> through his hand. This is the bone which will pierce heaven? Ooh. Ooh, of Ooh. course. See? This huh? is the bone that will achieve heaven. Yeah. But unfortunately, the bone is gone. The bone is gone. And Sports Max is dead. <laughs> I mean, he's dead later. Yeah. And it's later now. Yeah. White Snake is like, <laughs> hey, wait, don't find the bone. Let, let the, it do its thing. Yeah, let, just let the bone... The bone is chill. wise. Don't you get it? This proves his theory. You can obtain heaven. What, what is it Now, mean? with my full knowledge of the series, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I know what his plan is. I don't know how this proves his theory. <laughs> so, okay. Is this one of those Araki things where he's like, I've got an idea in my head. This is going to do it. And then, like, any editor would be like, what the fuck does this have to do with that? It's like, no, trust me. Just go with the flow. It's JoJo's, baby. And then it gets to the end and everyone's like, fuck, he's a And it's revealed that this is not just a flashback. This is Emporio watching this conversation on the disc they got from Sportsmax. Ah. I was thinking before about um, the disc power Mm -hmm. and how it's kind of like the equivalent of for instance, to pull a couple of examples just randomly, not the ones that I always go to the well for, um, Queen Beryl from Sailor Moon brainwashing people to uh, make them into Akuma to steal people's energy. Yep. Or the um, evil therapist from the second arc of Utena giving people black roses to brainwash them to kill the Rose Bride. Yep. It's all just the same... Vibe. Same narrative construct. Or it's um, uh, Keicho Nichimura or um, Dad... Kira. I thought you were just going to end it at dad. I'd be like, <laughs> my dad <laughs> shooting people with the stand arrow to turn them into d- violent stand users. Ah, yes. It's all a, but the difference is Poochie is like a laser disc guy. Yeah, he's in the modern He's era. really into audio fidelity. Well, at one point we have him talking to Dio and he's like, what about instead of an arrow, it was a disc? Dio, have you ever heard of vinyl records? They're really the most authentic way to get the sound. I don't know, I'm a pretty high fidelity guy. I just prefer kind of live orchestral music because I'm from the 1800s. You would, wouldn't you? You can't appreciate the grainy sound of vinyl. Mm, The pops and and fizzes. I hate it so much. The smell. The smell. The smell of vinyl. The feel of the dust jacket. Mm. Mmm. The... No, I just hate vinyl. Keep going. The thing where it skips and it plays the same tiny segment over and over again. I have no strong opinions on vinyl. These are just things that I've heard. I hate vinyl so much. Okay. Bam. Bam. I'll take a stand. I'll take a stand against vinyl. Why? Well, because it's just a shitty medium. Like, it degrades faster. It sounds worse. Um, it's bigger. Takes it is more bigger. Space. I think it's worse for the environment. Um, yeah. And for some reason, people like buying it, but it's purely nostalgic. Like, they listen to it like, oh, isn't it so good on vinyl? It's all analog. I'm like, yeah, but you can't tell the difference. <laughs> Like, I went to a um, tangent. I went to a Japanese-style listening bar recently. Okay. Uh, they had a really nice analog hi-fi setup. What did? Uh, okay, go back. A Japanese-style listening bar. So it's um it's a bar. Uh-huh. Um, it's got really good acoustics in there. They've got a big analog hi-fi setup. They just play records. You have some drinks. Huh. Okay. Um, that's there's not really a story here. I was just gonna <laughs> say like you know they had a nice vinyl setup. It sounded good. Shit, that sounds rad. Yeah, we should go sometime. We should. Do they play, like, lo-fi beats? Um, the night I went, they played a lot of Japanese jazz. Ooh, like Casio P. Couldn't tell you. Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> Listeners, if you like funkin' shit, you gotta, like, get into Casio P. They are hype as fuck jazz. Okay. Yeah. So anyway... So they've been watching this disc. And they're like, oh my god. Jolene's gone to the... Ultra security house unit disciplinary wing to get the bone so that when she has the bone, Poochie will have to come to her with the disc and she can murder him and get the disc. Mm, because the bone is in the high security yeah. disciplinary room. Yeah. 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 Somehow. And Foo Fighters is like, Jolene's not going to last in, in there by herself and I owe her because she gave me this personal autonomy that, of this corpse that I inhabit. Mm-hmm. So i got to get in there. I need your help, Emporio. And Emporio's like, but I'm too scared. I'm just a, a little boy who lives in this prison ghost room. Foo Fighters is like, shut up. you got to help me. 
And he's like, no, but you see, you can't even act. I can't even access the ultra security house unit. It's a separate building past the men's unit that you need to take a car to. A car? So let's take a look at this plan of the prison. Okay. Um, see if there's anything of note in there. God, I love a good fake map. We see the, um, it's the, yeah, it's the sort of the blueprints or the architectural design of the mm. prison. The top down view that you would play prison architect to and be like, no, 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 the wall must go like this. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that's good. I'll take your word for it. Yep. We've seen, we see some locations on this map that we've seen before. Factory number one, laundry. Factory number two, annex, the courtyard. Of course, the location of the frog rain mm -hmm. adventure. The female yep. wing, the male wing. Oh, the chapel comes off the central control building and workshop complex. I would imagine that is probably the location that the bulk of the um, Sports Max fight took it place in. Huh. Which makes sense because he was talking to Father Pucci while Hermes was watching him. It's all falling into place. Huh. Did you know that north of the annex is a forest? And south of the female <laughs> wing is a basketball court. Hmm, Interesting. Well, Weird, we're not really any interesting information from this map after all. <laughs> anyway, so it's at this different area. Next to the main building in the medical wing is parking. Ooh! <laughs> is it free? No, it's uh, ticketed parking at the prison. It is ample though. <laughs> so there's no secret passages there. Emporio can't get there. So, uh, but she's just like, can you just help me get in there? I'll take it from there. What about you, Natsuko Anasui, who's been standing here silently the whole time? <laughs> so... We get a weird, like, no, 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 no. no Emporio goes on. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. He doesn't help you. He'll never help you. He... You see, he's a big, nasty freak who loves taking things apart, even people. He literally one day took apart his neighbor's Porsche. That's crazy. Yeah, when he was a child. And also, one day when he was 21, he took apart his girlfriend and her lover, who wasn't him, mm. on the spot. But he came back normal from the psychiatric evaluation. Yeah, he's a normal guy. He just has an obsession with taking things apart. He's not going to help you. And then he, like, it goes on for some time. And mm. then he just looks at us and is like, I'll help you. Yes, I will help you. Let's talk about Narciso and Asui. Narciso sounds a lot like Narcissus. Oh, okay. Like, like you know, not like yeah. Narciso. Like it's like they're going for something. Yeah. There. So, uh, Narciso and Asui, uh, stand name, Diver Down. I've never heard of Diver Down. So, uh, let's start with the Jojo Vele commentary for Diver Down. Yay. And go from there. Here we go. Hit me with that sweet, sweet Araki knowledge. This is another stand where the situation came first. This stand can dive in and swim through all sorts of stuff. Kind of like Oasis, right? Aesthetically, it has diving equipment, so it resembles a diver. Oh! Is Oasis, that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> Oasis was um, either Chikolata or Seko's stand from near the end of part five. Mm -hmm. Remember there was the um, the Joker doctor and his fucked up little guy? Yeah. And he just swam around in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a fucking video. <laughs> so that's Oasis. Wait, that's sorry, it? Sorry, that's Diver Down. Oh, okay. Diver Down is named after the uh, fifth studio album from Van Halen. Oh! Which itself is named after a nautical flag to indicate that there is a diver down. Down, I see. It makes as in sense. Like, as in like the diver's been shot? No, no, the like there is a boat here and there is a diver down beneath it diving. Oh, that's a lot less exciting. <laughs> the album cover displays the diver down flag used in many US jurisdictions to indicate a scuba diver is currently submerged in the area. Mm. Asked about the cover in a 1982 interview, uh, David Lee Roth said it was meant to imply that there was something going on that's not apparent to your eyes. You put up the red flag with the white slash. Well, a lot of people approach Van Halen as sort of the abyss. <laughs> it means it's not immediately apparent to your eyes what's going on underneath the surface. Mm. God, I wish I was a professional artist. You could just say whatever the fuck you wanted. Well, yeah, but this is back in, what, the 70s or 80s? While impressed with Roth's creative marketing spin, manager Noel Monk also explained... Sorry, Noel Monk also explained the sophomoric sexual double entendre, Dive Her Down. Oh, nice. Which is almost a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone explains to you, it's like, now look, Ed, look, Van Halen, we're not trying to objectify women in any More way. More like Van Herlen. Again? That's a sexual double entendre uh, I just again, came up again, with. Again, we're trying not to do that anymore. That's why we've made a nautical flag, okay? Yeah, this is our just... sea shanty album, <laughs> says like the desperate manager trying to reform their image. And then the interviewer is like, so, um, 
just to confirm, it is dive her down, yeah? It's like, again, I cannot stress this enough. We are trying to get away from that. <laughs> That's why we checked every jurisdiction. By US law, this is a legitimate flag. <laughs> yep, and if you display this album cover, it means there is a diver underneath. So, it's dive her down then. Oh, God. Damn. Five of the 12 up and atom. Dive her down. <laughs> dive her down. Five of the 12 songs are covers. Covers? What? In retrospect, it turned out to be one of the Van Halen Brothers' least favourite albums, with Eddie stating, I would rather bomb with my own music than be the world's biggest cover band. Yeah, no. That sounds shit. However, at the time, uh, while he admitted to the pressure the band was put uh, put under to be able to record it, it was uh, fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather die than have this album go through. But also it was fun. So there's an extensive quote here that I will read in full and cut if it's boring. Okay. When we came off the Fair Warning Tour last year, 1981, we were going to take a break and spend a lot of time writing this and that. Dave came up with the idea of, hey, why don't we start off the new year with just putting out a single? He wanted to do Dancing in the Streets. He gave me the original Martha Reeves and the Vandellas tape and I listened to it and I said, I can't get a handle on anything out of this song. (laughs) I couldn't figure out a riff and you know the way I like to play. I always like to do a riff. Mm. Just like me doing podcasts. (laughs) I always like to do a riff. That is a true statement. As opposed to just hitting bar chords and strumming. So I said, look, if you want to do a cover tune, why don't we do Pretty Woman? It took one day. We went to Sunset Sound in LA, recorded it. And it came out right, right after the uh, first of the year. Started climbing the charts, all of a sudden Warner Bros is going, you've got a hit single in your hands, we got to have that record. We said, wait a minute, we just did that to keep us out there so that people know we're still alive. But they just kept pressuring, so we jumped right back in without any rest or time to recuperate from the tour. Started recording. We spent 12 days making the album, it was a lot of fun. They spent 12 days making the album? Yep. Oh my god, that's insane. 12 days. Seems fine. Oh. Fwah. Just imagine sitting there being all like, hey, what do you reckon about um, that thing that you just played? It's like, oh, I thought it was good. Yeah, cool. I didn't. For on, 12 on, days. On the track, Happy Trails. Dave. Joke them if they can't take a fuck, Sylvie. <laughs> 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 joke em's trick. Uh, what? Oh, joke-er's trick. Joke her down. <laughs> Why does Joker's trick work so well with everything? Joke em if they can't take a fuck, Sylvie. You wouldn't believe the number of TV commercials and radio jingles this band can sing in four-part harmony. <laughs> I was nannied and weaned by TV. That's the babysitting around here when you're growing up. To sit in front of the tube, you turn into a vidiot. I remember all the commercials. We've been singing happy trails for general airport use for years. And we wanted to do something wonderful and different for you. Huh. That's just in this article with no context. I was going to say, who's even saying that? Dave. Oh, Davey Lee Rotho. I guess. Yeah. And now you know the rest of the story. Oh my God. So anyway, dive her down. <laughs> dive her down. Joke her's trick. Black Hawk down. Oh, more like black her down. You know what I'm saying? I do. I'm saying it's a wharf. <laughs> Oh, and war, what's it good for? That's what I'm asking. More like, what? No, I got nothing. So we we only see a brief chunk of Diver Downs. I can't even say (laughs) anymore. (laughs) We only see a brief chunk of Diver Downs uh, power in this episode. Mm. But uh, what do you think it is, Nick? So I think, well, there's two parts to it. One is it's obviously to do with marrying the love of Anastasia's life. Jolene Cujo. Jolene Cujo. More in that momentarily. Um, But it looks like you hit something with the stand. As you do. It will only go off after like a trigger happens. Sure. It's like a delayed reaction attack. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if it's time or if it's like a condition. So like... Or if he can just like do it when he wants to. Yeah. So like, I don't know if it was... Because when they because what we the see door. in this episode is, Nas- is Anasui kicks the door with mm-hmm. his stand, leaves a footprint. The guards come and check the ruckus, and then as they approach, the foot comes out the other side and kicks them big time. Ooh, yeah. Given uh, his like, I don't think this is a spoiler to share with you. <gasps> Given his general proclivities, you won't. You're, I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear that there is also a disassembling power. Now you remember when I found out about his disassembling, and I immediately turned to you and said. What if he can disassemble the door? Will there be the disassembly of a door? Oh, sorry. I'm um, correcting myself. It's been a while since I've 
done a deep dive into Anna Stewart. He's not quite disassembling with his power, but oh. it is something that would aid in disassembly. Oh, okay. All right. So you'll have to see that when it happens. So so the disassembly is just a hobby. That's just Yeah, that's just his uh, side hustle. Yeah, but the punching through the door with his magic foot, that's the thing that he doesn't do on the side. That's actually a power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm with you again. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, and Anasui is, of course, jointly named after Narciso Rodriguez, an American fashion designer. Oh. Born in Newark, New Jersey, uh, to the only son of Cuban parents. Okay. Wait, as in no Cuban people have ever had children before? Shut up. <laughs> His parents were against him entering fashion. As they rightly should have been. But he was relatively successful, and I see no major scandals on his Wikipedia page. And also named after, uh, uh, named for uh, Anna Sui. Wait, what? Anna, Anna Sui. Who's Anna Sui? Uh, an American fashion designer of uh, Chinese heritage. Oh, cool. Does she uh, have any bad vibes? <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, her brand categories include several fashion lines, footwear, cosmetics, fragrances, eyewear, jewellery, accessories, home goods, and a gifts line. Oh, for your loved one. Um, looks like she got a lot of charity involvement. Yeah, I Global care. expansion. I Anna don't care Sui about her. Line. I don't like her good work. I want to know about the bad. Collaborated with Dark Horse Comics, designing the wardrobe for several of the main characters in William Tucci's Junen, a what? miniseries that hit co- uh, in the hit comic She. What? What? Okay, sure. Oh, she designed the costumes and characters for the 2004 television series Gankutsuo, uh, Gan The Count of Monte Cristo, which I believe is an anime series loosely based on the, uh, the Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. Oh my god, that looks rad as fuck. Uh, brand collaborations, Hello Kitty, Google. Google? Google. Starbucks. Doing a, doing a lot of big capitalism fashion collabs. I would love to see, like, this is a Starbucks-inspired number. As you can see, it's just the Starbucks lady. But like a full-on dress. Following 9-11, uh, worked with uh, actor Ellen Barkin to design an outfit to raise funds to benefit the Leary Firefighters Foundation oh. and the firefighters who perished in the response. Nice. You know, Steve Buscemi was a 9-11 first responder. I know. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no real red flags here. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sure we'll find one eventually, though. How old is she? Age 58. It's counting on his fingers. This is, of course, an audio medium. Um, so, she's 58 now, that means she was born in like... I mean, I can just tell you that. Oh, when was she born? 1964. 1964, my god! That's so far away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Anna Sui is like, yeah, I'll help. And they're like, you're what? He just like gets right up in her face. Yeah. D- at some point, Foo Fighters is like, no, no, Do- I need him to help. We've talked about his outfit before, right? Very briefly, but let's just bring attention to the fact that this is clearly So he's not... wearing like a combination leather vest uh, at the back, but the front is just interwoven leather straps with footprint soles attached to them. Uh, long flowing pink hair. Mini skirt. Which doesn't actually cover up the butt cheeks, but they're well sculpted, so... <laughs> you know, if you got it, flaunt it. Exactly. Uh, and he's got a little, a little purple hat on with metal studs in it. Wait, purple hat? Oh my god, I didn't even notice this. Clearly not a design that you would think, yes, that's a man. But <laughs> hey, time has chosen that this is in fact a man. So uh, he ru- he walks off out of the ghost room and uh, Emporio follows like, what are you plotting? And he's like, I like Jolene. I think she's cute and I like her determination. So if we get through this, I want to marry that girl. I, I want to marry that girl, <laughs> Jolene. Uh... Foo Fighters is like, what the fuck? And I want your blessing, Foo Fighters. And then both of them are like, what? what? So, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, that, that's apparently what That's what his condition. He just, he wants to marry Jolene. And then as we t- said, he does a big kick on the door to make a bang. The guards approach and then the kick comes out the other side and kicks them all. And they've incapacitated a heap of guards. It's like, damn. Damn. This guy, he got The delayed powers. attack. Yeah. He's so mysterious and his stand diver down. So then we get a um, quick, uh, it's the halftime title card. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do uh, get the name of the stand user of the stand survivor we're about to learn all about. That stand mm-hmm. name is, of course, Guccio. Sorry, Gucci. stand user name is Guccio. Guccio. We don't see this Guccio or Gucci uh, this episode. 
Or ever. That you know of. Ooh. Maybe we already have seen them. Maybe. Probably not. But of course, we know about Gucci. We, as viewers, know that Gucci was a 50-50 kind of guy. Do we? Well, I assume so. He was in high fashion, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's probably 50-50. The eldest son of Aldo Gucci. Aldo Gucci. Yep. Inherited the ancestral coat of arms from the Kingdom of Italy for the Gucci family crest. What? Which was adapted into the corporate logo. Oh. And we've all seen the movie that we haven't seen, The House of Gucci. <laughs> detailing the dramas and lives of the scions of the Gucci brand. Controversies. Yes. In April 2016, the UK's Advertising Standards Authority banned a Gucci online video ad because it starred an unhealthily thin model. Oh, I remember this. I don't. They were like, yeah, look, that's a bit much. In February 29, Gucci removed a black balaclava sweater with a roll-up collar and cut out red-lipped mouth from its shelves after it had been compared to a blackface costume. Hey! When they did some some token corporate philanthropy in response. <laughs> was it very like, we're sorry that we've offended anyone with our blackface? I've been watching a lot of Atlanta recently. There's an episode in season yeah. three where a, um, I was going to say European fashion company, but I don't, just the, the sort of curator that we see is French. I don't know what the company is. It, yeah. is, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Accidentally, um, through like d- describing a bunch of distinct, uh, unrelated influences, mm. makes a uh, like fashion jersey uh, where the back it just says Central Park Five. <laughs> what? Okay. Which, of course, high profile, um, falsely accused mm. of murder or or assault or something. A uh, bunch of youths, yeah. black youths in the US. Uh, mm. So the, the episode was about, like, corporate philanthropy and about how it's kind of fo- phoned in and fake. Yeah. Uh, good episode. Good show. Check out Atlanta. Do it. Do it now. In May 2019, the Sikh community in India criticised Gucci's cultural appropriation of a religious item when the Italian brand commercialised turbans at $800 a piece. Oh, buddy, you can't be doing that now. They did some more philanthropy. <laughs> I like the idea that every single one of these bits... Would probably just have, they made a mistake and thus did some philanthropy. But what was the philanthropy that they did? During a September 2019 show that resembled a defile, I'm not familiar with this word, uh, defile, but with several accent markers on the E's. Where is it? Uh, defile? <laughs> of mental patients, catwalk model Ayesha Tan Jones held up their hands on which mental health is not fashion was written. A reaction to the brand's inappropriate commercial use of the imagery of mental illness. That's what I call a wardrobe malfaction. Bam! Good stuff. So do we like Gucci? I have no strong opinions on Gucci. They are irrelevant to my life. Okay, alright. I don't like them. Okay. Meanwhile, back in the past, Dio was building a model ship of the ship that he and Jonathan (sighs) Joestar died on. This is the dumbest shit. Like, why would you make a model? Okay, so he's a vampire. Yep. He's got who... unlimited cosmic power, yep. extensive knowledge of the law, he shoots can... high pressure liquid from his eyes. He's pure he's evil. Pure evil. What does he do with his time? Build a model ship. I mean, you know, he's indoors in the daytime a lot. It does limit your activities. But it's like he literally builds a model ship yep. where he died. I mean, famously. Or didn't die. Yeah, he spent 100 years underwater. But what? Gotta do something, right? Why would you want to remind yourself of this? It's a nice little model boat. He's got, he's got some paints. He's got some glues. It's such a weird thing. He was getting ready for like his Warhammer campaign. <laughs> I'm really into like the. Uh, I know very little about Warhammer, so help me out here. But I'm really into like the um, the dwarves because mm-hmm. I've got this whole book of grudges situation, yeah, 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 mate, which reminds yeah. me of me and about how I held a judge against Jonathan Joester. Oh yeah, mate. Did you ever get that cleared up? Yeah, I took his head and his body. Oh, man, that's not how you clear up a grudge. Oh, no, you got to give money for that. Well, I see, try, attempted to seize the family fortunes of the Joestar estate. Oh, no, you're going to have to become a slayer Nick, now. Which yeah. um, Warhammer 40k army would Dio use? Oh, I mean, Dio would absolutely use... 
I know very little about the setting, but based on my very I mean, surface level knowledge, yeah. I'm going to say the Dark Elder. I was going to go that way, but the thing is, Dark Elder are like chaos incarnate without being like taken over by the chaos gods. But they are kind of a bunch of assholes. They're like... But really funny assholes. Big time masochism? Yeah. masochism stuff? Huge, well, more like sadism. Like, the best thing I've ever seen that describes them is um, the the show Emperor's... Uh, text new to speech device. Yeah. yeah. The show Emperor's New yeah. Groove. Yeah. Yeah. On the Emperor's New Groove, the Emperor's text to speech device, mm -hmm. there's a scene where it's like two dark elder approach these kids that are playing soccer, like, hey kids, do you wanna do you wanna come play a game? They're like, oh yeah, sure thing. It's like, great, we're gonna be playing like football over there. It's like, oh awesome. And then they're playing football with each other. This is a parody, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. parody. And they're all playing football with each other, and it slowly like pans down, and you see the dark elder who came over to the kids. And they're using their bodies as puppets to play. Ah, I see. And it's just like, oh no. So that's their vibe. That's their vibe. Famously, Dio did make a newly vampirized woman eat her baby. One of his moral event horizons. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Is this going to be a thing now? We're just going to be like, oh, that's a real moral <laughs> event horizon for you, Liam. Uh, speaking of children playing. Yes. Poochie po poses a... Uh, schoolyard question to Dio. What's the most weak stand you'll ever seen? Dio, he, like, takes the literal response, like, no stands are weak. For you see, much like a king has his strengths and a chef has his strengths, even the, the seemingly weakest stand could be lethal in the right situation. This is the foundation of the stand era of Jojo's Bizarre <laughs> Adventure conflict. Why I recall the Jankin Kid. Oh, fuck, what was the chicken? Oh, that was the kid who wanted to play rock, paper, scissors with Rohan oh, Kashime. Oh, God, and he kept being like, come on, do it now. And then he's like, rock, paper, wait a minute. That's or right. Darby the video game boy. Who was a terrifyingly powerful opponent, once ensnared. Mm. But he, he describes but he's like, like... But, you know, kids will be like, who's stronger, Stallone or Van Damme? Dio's like, all right, let oh. me shut this down with by example, all right? Okay, Survivor. There's, there's this guy. There's right. this guy. He runs a lodge out in the French mountains. Unrelated, in the French mountains, there were these six hikers that went hiking one day. They all died. They concluded that the reason they died was because they beat each other to a pulp and then the last one couldn't make it down the mountain because he'd been beaten to a and pulp. And we see that these hikers have a fancy little St. Bernard with one of those rum barrels around, or whiskey barrels or whatever mm. it is around its neck. However... But even all that whiskey couldn't save them. <laughs> what happened to the dog, I wonder? That's what I want to know. I think it must have run away. Mm. Surely. 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 Surely the dog is still alive. But we don't know. And we see, like, gory shots of, like, th they've punched so hard that, like, their, ha their wrists have snapped and bone is exposed. Like, when their fists meet, they, like, yeah. bend unnaturally and everything just snaps it's out. It's too much fight. Um, it's so much, like... The, the degree of strength required to do this. Something like a tooth yeah. goes into a rock and a splits it in two. A tooth that broke and flew off after a punch had split a rock and wedged itself there. That's velocity. <laughs> That's real speed. Um, so Dio's like, that was not because of some cabin fever or some human error. Some sort of mountain madness. It was in fact because of Stands. a stand. It's some guy who lived in that lodge. Yeah, he was the lodge keeper. They stayed there. A woman in the group made fun of his smell. He didn't do anything, but it made him mildly angry. And that mild anger activated his stand, flowed through the bioelectricity in his body, yep. down into the ground, which was wet yep. from the dew. And the <laughs> hiker's feet were also wet from the dew. Uh -huh. So it conducted travelled up into their bodies, <gasps> into their brains, and awakened their fight mode. In the limbic system. Yeah. A mere 70 millivolts. That's all it took. And then all it took was minor irritation? social irritation, Just and they like, all beat each other to death. Literally, it was like... Because we get an example of it later, where someone will be like, God, it's really hot today, isn't it? Slap on back. What the fuck are you doing slapping me on the back? And then just punching yeah, each other. Yeah, it escalates and they kill each other. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately... That stand, though seemingly powerful, is just a bit of a handful. It, can, yeah, it yeah. requires very specific situations to be useful mm. and can't differentiate friend from foe. So if you tried to use it in an organization, it would just... 
You know? You're just in trouble. No control. So surely this stand, which is in the French Alps, will not come to haunt us later in this ah, episode. Ah, but Nick, foolish as you are. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Poochie says, hey, can I have that power for a disc? And Dio's like, ah, you want that power for a disc? Yes, I could see theoretically a situation where it may be useful. You can have that power for a disc. So at this point, I got to ask, like, if Dio makes people that have stand powers... Is well, of course, Dio had access to the Arrow and an international network of assassins yeah. to find stand users. But, like, is Dio the one who was like, oh, I've just found you and you can make the discs? Or was he like, oh, I can extract the stand power and put it in something for you? No, so Poochie's power, White Snake's power, yeah. involves extracting the discs. Yeah, okay. Um... Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, it's unclear at this stage whether or not he was born with that power or it was Arrow imbued. Mm. Mm. Uh, but, you know, given that based on these flashbacks we've seen, he was a very close confidant of Dio's. Confidant, if you will. <laughs> as the French Alps hikers would say. Uh, a real défilé, if you will. Yes. What does that even mean? What is... I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, then All it makes sense on. that being in his trust as he would, they could be like, you got any use for this stand you're aware of, Dio? No. Nah. You take it. Put it in your CD collection. It's like, it's like a scene of like, you take it. No, I don't, I don't, no, 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 you have it. No, I don't want it. I don't want an assassin who has that power. Oh, but you, oh, all right. Meanwhile, Jolene is eating the fungus that is growing on her mattress. She's like, oh, this is edible. This <laughs> is... <laughs> And then uh, a big light is shone in her eyes. The door opens and the guards flash her with the spotlight. And having been in darkness for so long, the light burns and she hides behind her mattress. Or so we think. And no, she does. But she's like, "Eh, it's so bright. But then afterwards she's like, I have to use my thread. But she still does it. I mean, they can't see the thread, you know. That's true. (laughs) Uh, And the guards are like, ha ha, got another one. That's $20 for me from our sick bet. But all I've got is $15. Oh, no. Uh, so then Jolene's so, like, I have to stay strong. And send my thread out and find the bone. So she sends her thread out. To find the bone. Which she doesn't find. Meanwhile, these two guards, we saw them briefly in the first episode of this batch. Uh, one of them just looks like a guy. A $5 Jorno. Well, I was talking, yeah, I mean, there's the oh, other one. the other guy. Yeah, and then the one who, yeah, let's call him Bjorno Bjorbiana. <laughs> I was surprised to learn looking up for this episode, this guy has a name. What? never mentioned as far oh. as I remember but he is named Sonny Liqueur I'm sorry what? Sonny Liqueur it's, it's not like Liqueur it's literally L-I-K-I-R named after the French fashion designer Sonia Riquel or Riquel of course it is what's Sonia what's Sonia what's her whole deal? yeah why Nick she is a French fashion designer uh, she created the poor boy sweater which was featured on the cover of French L magazine her knitwear designs and new fashion techniques led her to be dubbed the Queen of Knits. As in knitting, not lice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's me, the Queen of Knits. How are you? Oh, what, what? Pursue them, hair. my minions. What fine hair you have. It would be a shame were it to be corrupted. <laughs> Famous for her um, iconic red hair in a bob. Ah, you know who she reminds me of? That woman from The Incredibles. Mrs. Incredible? No, um, Edna Mode. Yes. Possible inspiration. Possibly. Anything in pop culture on this page? No. She is dead, though. What? Oh, well, that puts a bit of a downer on it. It might not, though, because in 2009, she signed a petition in support of film director Roman Polanski, calling for his release after Polanski was arrested in Switzerland in relation to his 1977 charge for drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl. Yikes! Nothing makes me angrier than the people who think that the rich and powerful should be above the law. So, goodbye, Sonia Ricciel. (laughs) Fuck you. I would love if, like, it comes out that it's like, Sonia Rickvale did a lot of good work as well. Like this, this, and this. And you'd be like, well, she did also sign that one petition though. That one petition in support of no ramifications for a child rapist. A child drugger and rapist. Thank you very much. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, fuck Roman Polanski. Fuck Sonia Rickiel. Fuck everyone who signed that uh, that, that Petition. petition. That'll be first up against the wall when the revolution comes. Well, she's already dead. Yeah, but we can still exhume her. <laughs> Look, we'll resurrect her and Sports then do Max, it again. get the bone. <laughs> Are we good people? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm the best. Look, my, by my moral framework, 
I'm untouchable. Nick, I forgot to mention at the top of the show and in the previous episode that yeah. uh, just just acknowledging for the sake of the podcast that Batch 3 is coming at the start of December. So we're going to have an unbroken run between Batch 2 and Batch 3 of Stone Ocean. Get hype. Hooray. Now that news is out of the way. Yep. Jolene's like, i got to get this disc. And the guards tur- hit her with the hose. Because she stands up and they're like, we didn't say you could stand. Well, they did come in here being like, shower time. So they were going <laughs> to do this regardless. True. True. And as they're hosing her, they're like, hey, hey man, you're going to bet on the, the Marlins tonight? The Florida Marlins? Baseball? What? Baseball? <laughs> what are you talking they're about? They're like, hey man, the Marlins are playing tonight. Their chances of winning are slim because the pitcher broke up with that reporter girl. Nah. He won't throw any strikes. And the other guy is like, I'll take that action. That pitcher's good. How about 20 bucks? I'm telling you, his throws will be bad. No, that picture is good. You're such easy prey. As this is all happening, the water is like filling up in the room around and them. And we see it with our knowledge of dramatic irony. Uh, we like, see the water slowly seeping under their boots. And we're like, well, I mean, this isn't the French Alps, but you know, if you can't but take Pucci them. did talk about putting that stand on a disc. <laughs> oh. oh. I wonder if that will ever come back. I mean, I no. don't know. That was that was over 20 years ago. If I know one thing about Araki, it's that he doesn't do foreshadowing. Yeah, famously, Araki forgets all the content he puts in his... And because of that, he writes the greatest narratives. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's an overused meme. Um, <laughs> as the guard is turning off the hose, he accidentally ho- briefly hoses the other guard. Like, accidentally just comes back. He's like, oh, sorry. It's a real bitch to, like, Close turn Close the off valve and... on this. So, like, hits him. And the guy's like, oh, I have to go back to the main prison to change now. And, like, accidentally. As, almost as if he's not thinking about it. Punches the other guard in the shoulder. Yeah, and it's not a super hard punch. He's like, no. Nah, but then we see on the ground, exact and we're electricity like, flow up. And the, the guard is like, oh. It looks down. He's, he color shifts to blue mode. <laughs> and it's like, oh, why'd you hit me? Looks like I gotta get Lakir on this guy. That's what they call me. I, I'm everyone's favourite character, Sonny Lakir. Ah. <laughs> you know why they call me Sonny Lakir? Because I'm the only son of my parents. And okay. I'll, and I'll fuck you. <laughs> my real name's Bjorno Bjorbiano. <laughs> why do they call you that? Oh no, that's just my name. It doesn't have any significant meaning. And so they're, they're basically it's like... like alternating between trying to talk each other down and escalating and fighting each other. Yeah, And at one point, they're just like beating each other up and Jolene's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, uh, they, They're getting weird. brutal. Then Bjorno is like, oh, wait, 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 stop, stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll apologize. I'll give you my spare uniform. It's all good. We're friends, right? Yeah, we're friends. Come and then on, gets it's all in good. real close. And then just like Dio style, start of part one, uh, punches him in the eye and... Like, straight into the jaw, rips off part of his face. Yeah. And he's all like, we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're going nuts. They go, uh, go and hammer each other. And they start seeing, Jolene starts seeing this too. Like, the strong parts of his physique light up golden style. And it's like, right in through the muscle. It's real like, vats mode, you know? Yeah, and like, very barky style where it's like, why are they so bulky all of a sudden? Why are they so I pumped? mean, it's Jojo, they were always bulky. But like, they're real, like, macho boys now. I can see where his body's strengths are. His superbly developed muscles. Beautiful. I can sense the strongest muscle structures. How wonderful it is to fight. This is from Sonny, who's like, pumped up with that sweet, sweet... I don't know. Yeah. Fight juice. And Jolene's seeing it too through a haze of ominous katakana. And she's like, what the literal fuck? Like, she like rubs her eyes like, what is going the fuck on? Like, what? Looks at the mushrooms she's just eaten. (laughs) Never again. She's like, oh, something's up here. So then they fight more. They do some aura auras at each other. Yeah, and like limbs are getting crushed. And he puts an unnamed buff guard, uh... Pins uh, Bjorno to the ground and basically like rips him in half from what I can tell. Like into a chokehold and just like knocks him Some sort of leg lock slash spine breaker. Yep. Runs out of oxygen to the brain. And then he stands up, uh, raises his hands above his head uh, and starts screaming, I am the strongest. And then throughout uh, Jolene's internal monologue she's about to have, we can just hear him in the background going, Ah! (laughs) He's the... Survivor. He's just hulking out. Oh, we should talk about Survivor. Yes. Yes, we should. (laughs) 
Survivor is a song. No, oh. it's a band, Nick. But more it's importantly, you know, I have the tiger. Oh, was that the band name? More importantly, the Jojo Vela commentary for Survivor. <gasps> Tell me more. It crawls along the ground like a jellyfish and approaches you without being detected. Maybe it's because I was writing a prison story, but there's a lot of stands in part six that attack you psychologically. Like ones that make you dream or ones that control your mind. Mm. Mm. Just like me. Which are your favourite ones like that we've seen so far, Nick? That control your mind? Or that make you dream. Um, I like death. Death makes you dream. Was it death? Oh, you mean in the All of Jojo. Yeah, yeah all fair of jo- enough. I was talking about part six. Because oh. I can't remember any other than Whitesnake uh, do that. But... But go on. Yeah. Well, I mean, the I mean, Sportsmax had a pretty terrifying mentally yeah, true, true. harrowing stand in that it could make an alligator that was covered in blood. An invisible corpse. An invisible corpse. Not a ghost. Terrifying. Terrifying. There was also uh, the one that made you small. It's true. It, when... bel- it belittled you. Exactly. <laughs> it made you feel and look and be small. Like anyone could just step on you. Oh no. Oh, that'd be so bad if someone <laughs> were to step on my tiny little body. Survivor is an American rock ma- band formed in Chicago in 1978 by Jim Peterick and Frankie Sullivan, which achieved its best success in the 1980s. The band is best known for their double platinum certified 1982 hit Eye of the Tiger, the theme song for the uh, 1982 motion picture, Rocky 3. Mmm, Rocky 3. Rocky 3. Hey. That was the fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I remember that bit in The Simpsons where it's like, wait, so Rocky 5 plus Rocky 3 gives Rocky 8. Adrian's Revenge. <sighs> I didn't realise when I was a child, but that is not a real Rocky movie. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, this is the one. Um, so it's not Drogo because that's Rocky Two. Uh, so it's it's Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Yeah, James Clubber Lang. Who the hell is that? Nick, you should watch a movie. Any movie? Yep. You can't make me, Liam. I I will only watch a movie when I'm good and ready. And also, uh, Apollo Creed is in it a lot. <gasps> Apollo Creed. So this must be pre... No, Rocky Four must be Ivan Drago because doesn't Apollo Creed die f- boxing Ivan Drago? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mostly know this from the hit investigative podcast, Finding, Finding Drago. Drago. Which is good. Yep. It's a good podcast. So, yeah, these this guy, fight everyone. And Jolene is like, hey, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, literally... I've just watched this guy get all shiny and I just watched this guy angry. beat this guy to death yeah. for no reason. In this pool of water. Must be a stand. Then meanwhile, Pucci is uh, just ruminating to himself in his chapel, backlit by God rays from the sun. What's the scripture that he quotes? Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't even, didn't even pick up on that. Do not cast what is holy to the dogs, lest they trample themselves under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Matthew 7, 6. What the fuck does that mean? Dogs, they're going to go nuts if you give them good stuff. (laughs) Is that like, ah, yes, humans, weak, limbic system, strong. Survivor, stands. Jellyfish. Truly, I'm a good guy because I'm a man of God. I can't figure out. So basically, like, it's it's great here because... We're seeing things from his perspective. He doesn't know that Hermes had a specific grudge against Sportsmax. Yeah. So he's just like, Sportsmax has gone missing. I can't figure out how they would have learned of my plot with him. <laughs> but I have to assume that they did. And they, they must have read his memory. So I've sent four stand users to the ultra security house unit and they're going to fucking kill Jolene. When I heard that, I was like, oh, snap. And we see this guard. He presses the big red button to open all cells. And he's and like, like, let's fucking fight. And we see, a bu- we see all of the unseen uh, Solomon Grundys and Killer Crocs <laughs> from, from, throw- from c- shit-throwing days. It's the full rogues gallery, but it's just the Joes gallery. Can't believe no one threw any shit at those guards while they were beating each other to death. <laughs> they would have nailed them. <laughs> and Poochie is looking very ominous, being all like, Yes, it's all part of the grand plan. We see one guy in a striped tank top with big uh, sunglasses. Uh, One guy in a green tank top with metal rods on his green hair. One little old man. Look wise. One gladiator, cyberpunk, mad Bat Max looking motherfucker. I don't know how they let him keep the hat with the spike on it. You're allowed your own clothes in Green Dolphin Street Prison. I know. They just have to all say... Green Dolphin Street Prison on the back. I know, but like, if you were to wear that helmet, 
with the big spike on the top of it and headbutt someone. I feel like... There's a lady who looks surprisingly like the villain from part seven, <laughs> except wearing an open shirt with a bra and like uh, camo underwear, yeah. red belt. She looks like, uh, what is it? Yoko from Gurren Lagann? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. We can also see the strength of her left arm. Ooh. Shimmering in Survivor God Rays. Everyone in the room is like, <gasps> everything is lit from beautiful light from above. Uh, then there's a bunch of people who are obviously like lesser characters. Lesser beings. Nick, of these characters, mm. oh, and one guy crouching in the darkness. <gasps> What's he doing? Watching from afar. Of these characters, I would yeah. love your opinion on some of their abilities or role in the story. Okay, I'm going to give you a... So, Mad Max spiky helmet man first. I'm going to give you a bit of a, a spoiler here oh. for my further predictions. Okay. I don't think it's going to matter what they do. <laughs> you think they're all just going to beat each other to death off Absolutely. screen? Absolutely. Okay. It's literally going to be like, I've sent four down to murder Jolene. Oh shit, oh, shit. The... Survivor doesn't dis distinguish from friend from foe. They all just killed each I other. I should have listened to Dio. Jolene just stayed in her cell, sent her string out the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And it'll just be like, oh, wait. That was an idiot move. So it literally is irrelevant what their powers That's are. That's great. I love that. But they're that. just going to smash each other down. And yeah, uh, this guard just lets everyone out. It's like, it's fight club time. Yeah, I'm the strongest. And Jolene's just standing there being like, what the and fuck? And that's the end of the episode. God damn. So Nick. Yes. Highlights and lowlights. My highlight is the, uh, the bit where they fight each other. They do. And they the lived, like to death, but it's like, oh shit, that thing that Dio was like, yeah, we couldn't possibly use that. It's like, oh, oh they're using it. I'm seeing so much potential <laughs> for so many ways this could go. Oh my God. It's, like, it's almost like if you chucked it into an environment where you don't care if the people it's affecting live or die. Yeah. It's just like, it's a really cool idea, but also you can just be like, oh, but they could do this. Oh, they could do this. And you feel like a six-year-old being like, oh, but but because they had that, the limbic system. They're all in fight mode. Yeah, so they're not going to do the thing. And They've like, all been aggroed by some mobs. They can't get on mounts. They yeah. can't teleport away. And then they'll be like, yeah, but but the other stamp power does this and it'll work. It'll do the thing. And you're like, but what if it doesn't? I don't know. That one guard's not even a stand user as far as we know. Exactly. But he's so powerful and strong. He killed his best friend. His physique was so sculpted and proud. Yeah, so that was a good bit. Yeah, my highlight. Mm -hmm. I like Dio building that boat. It's a nice oh. subtle callback and he's got to do something with his spare time. I know, but it's so silly. Oh, Lowlights. Mm -hmm. My lowlight is probably going to have to be the weird, like... Out of nowhere motivation of Anastasia. Yeah, Anasui. Anasui. Of course, localized as Anastasia. Mm. I was going to say the same thing, actually. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I'm going to marry her. I'm like, where did, what? Like you saw her once for like a minute. And now everything beyond that point is like, what? Huh? Dude, you okay? Maybe he just likes disassembling motivations down to like their barest essentials. Where it's like, no, but it is a motivation. You know what I mean? Yes, but He's... also, no. <laughs> but it's just out of nowhere and like, what? Huh? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, Nick. Yes. Jolene is in the maximum security house unit with the stand survivor and all of the um, Harley Quinns and uh, Poison Ivies are on the loose. Yep, you got your, your Al Ghouls, you got your... Uh, Jokers. You've already revealed that you think that they'll all just kill each other. Uh-huh. But what will happen beyond that next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean, in the episode entitled... 16. Yep, the 16th episode of the series. Mm. The Secret of Guard Westwood. Ooh. Ooh. Is that like... Is Guard Westwood like capital G Guard, capital W Westwood? Well, it's also an episode title, so they're all capitalized like oh, that. Damn it, okay. All right, so my initial thought was that um, we'd get like, oh my God, it's going to be dope stand battle. And then I thought, wait, no, they're all just going to beat down on each other because... Because of Survivor. Because of Survivor. So Survivor's going to be like, Ch -ch -ch, that's, my, that's my electrical yep. sound, uh, on all of them. Unless we forget, Jolene was just getting hosed as well, so she's yeah. likely compromised too. Well, yeah, but she's on a bed right now. Mm. Mm. The insulating power of a mattress. Yeah, made of metal. Uh, so, I don't know if she's going to go crazy. 
but I think everyone else is. Okay. And they're all going to beat down on each other and it's just... It's club time. Yeah, just go ham, right? And then the guy cowering in his cell, like yep. the little guy, that's the owner of the lodge <laughs> that Dio was talking about. Okay, why is he here? Oh, wait, no, it's a stand, isn't it? Yeah, Never mind. The owner they put of the lodge, him in a disc, right? Yeah, they put him in a disc. He's the guy that has that disc. Or it could be the owner of the lodge. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. One of the two. <laughs> uh, they'll do that. They'll okay, all, they'll do that. They'll murder each other, and then Jolene will walk out, get electrified, and be all like, just need to kill someone. And then that poor guy who has that stand power will be all like, I'm going back in my cell. I'm hiding. And she'll go over and be like... She'll beat him to death? Yeah, more or less, yeah. <laughs> or Probably solved. Like yeah. And what about the bone? This is a... I don't really know what's going on with the bone. Mm. Because... <laughs> Funny that. It's almost like it's not really well articulated by the story so no, far. No, so... It's Dio's bone and Sportsmax <clears throat> used his power on it. So, I get that he was trying to resurrect Dio, but that's not really what Sportsmax does. No. Also, it moved to the maximum security area. And it area. proved his theory that heaven is attainable. Yep. But then, does someone else now have the bone? Or is it just walking around of its <laughs> own volition? Like, what? Um, These are the questions, Nick. Because all the other corpses we saw were like taxidermied or, oh, there's a body And the spirit there. of the thing was distinct from the body. Exactly. It was an invisible corpse, yeah. not a corpse, which we saw over there. Yeah. Um, so, like, the bone is gone. What the fuck is going on why with the bone? Why is the bone gone? Yeah, why is the bone gone? So maybe... Maybe it was just, like, attracted to something down in that prison and it wants to get, like, maybe the ghost of something down there. That's true. We do have Emporio with his ghost yeah. of things. So maybe there was something that was down there that the ghost is like, ah, yes, here it is. And what will Anasui and Foo Fighters do on their way to save Jolene? Oh, yeah, they are doing that, aren't they? <laughs> I forgot that we've got them going because I would just assume that everyone would just be finding each other. Yeah. Maybe... Hmm... Maybe Anasui will... Okay, so Foo Fighters might show up and then be like, that water ain't good. Anasui, don't go in the I'm, water. I know all about water. Trust I can't me. of being plankton. Exactly. I know what good water looks like, and that's bad water. Um, so maybe Foo Fighters will know that. Then Anasui won't walk in, but it's too late for Jolene. Oh, okay. They have to, like... So they, they have, have to, to rig she, the fight. She's gone berserk mode, and mm. they have to incapacitate her without hurting her. Yeah, it's like every, like, sniper cover mission in every FPS, where you're the sniper who has to cover the NPC that runs from bit to bit. And so they're, Is like, it like that? Yeah, where it's like, they can't step in the water, but Jolene's already in the water, so from afar, they have to be like... Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, and they need to rig the fight so that Jolene always wins in each fight, so that she doesn't die to these ultra-buff random stand user peeps. The scarecrows and mm. exhausting my knowledge of Batman villains. Um, uh, Dr. Freeze. Mr. Zars. Uh, Penguin. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, we'll find out all of that and more next time on JoJo's World. But until then, to be keep watching the skis. The skis? I mean skies. Oh my god. Um, great. <laughs> To be continued. <laughs> to be continued.